Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life podcast with me and Hannah. Today we're going to be talking about comfort, but comfort as an idol. So by that, I guess we're meaning um, something we place with importance in our lives that we sometimes put above God, um, something that I guess can stop us or distract us from following Jesus fully. Um so yeah, we'll see how we get on with this. As always, Hannah and I have not massively discussed this, so it's going to be interesting to see where we go with it. <laughs> Hannah? No, we just tried to stop ourselves from talking about it too much before we recorded, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> but still, we haven't really decided where we're going to start. So <laughs> I think I'll start, you said, didn't you, Joey? Like, what, what come, so what do I think of or what comes to mind when I think of comfort and like what does that mean or look like and I think I suppose I think if I'm thinking about what feels comfortable what is comfort I'm thinking about what is known to me what is manageable to me what feels nice and enjoyable and say you know you might well I suppose for me, it conjures up an image of like a cosy sofa with contented children occupying themselves, not needing anything from me. (laughs) (laughs) Things just being just being on top of things. So like, you know. I've sorted out my utilities. I'm up to date with like new contracts on things. Work is contained and manageable. And I know what I'm going to do for dinner. And the house is tidy. And it's just sort of speaks to me of that kind of cozy and on top of life thing. Um, and a sort of, yeah, predictability and knownness to it. What does it conjure up for you if you're thinking of like, is similar or a little bit different what comes to mind um yeah similar in terms of kids being able to occupy themselves <laughs> um now I guess yeah it conjures up to me the the word that came to mind was it being easy um so yeah, life being yeah. easy in whatever form that is so whether that's ease with um I don't have any financial worries whether that's ease with my home is lovely and perfect and looks like it's come from a catalogue and Mm. um, I've got everything I could ever desire and things just plod along nice and easily and there's no real sort of um, test of anything in sense of nothing too difficult, nothing that I'm being asked to do that is going to make me be a bit nervous um yeah just having sort of everything I desire that level of just everything is nice and cozy and comfortable and easy um which even as I'm thinking about this which is why it's going to be a difficult one and just to say at the start this is pertinent to my life and just want to put that right out there um (laughs) so I'm sure that God is going to convict me through this podcast but that it's so attractive isn't it oh it is so attractive like we sort of want it but we sort of don't I don't want this completely but it is there's some element of like real attraction to this which is why it gets us 
Yeah. But then even as you were describing it and I was thinking about it and I think you're right. I think like I didn't use that word, but it is that ease, isn't it? I think is um, and the predictability that I feel is part of it so strongly. But even as we're talking about it, I'm like, I don't really want that at all though. Like where's the challenge? I I do like challenge. Where's the adventure? Where's the like unpredictability that makes life interesting mm. but but I know what I'm like fickle wretched human being that I am <laughs> when I'm in a moment of ad- adventure <laughs> and unpredictability and challenge I think to myself I don't oh this is too much yeah I totally have <laughs> been there yeah <laughs> I don't know if I I don't know that I don't know that I would say I long for what we've both just no, described as our idea. I don't think I do, actually. I think I've, like, shifted. And actually, when you're describing it as well, what it conjures up is this false notion of kind of a controlled life, yeah. doesn't it? Where it, it conjures up this notion that you could control all these different aspects mm. of chaos potential chaos in your life and that somehow if you could control it that would be preferable yeah um yeah it it is but I don't even yeah it's funny because it also because when I described it sort of we well but you and I both described it we're talking of extremes aren't we but within this there is the very real sense of like these things will be issues for most people because I think coming from particularly like us in the western world we are blessed abundantly with more than we could ask or imagine really like we are so so like so those things individually will the things we've talked about will sort of hit home for each of us in different ways they might not be to the extreme that we've talked about um yeah but no I don't I don't think I I want them all to that degree but I but I think it definitely is something that can ensnare over time, particularly if you've, I don't know, if you've come, say, just to use an example, if you've come from a background where your family didn't have much money and Mm. they were always sort of struggling for money, then when you grow up, there's their very natural tendency to be like, I never want to be like that. I always want to have plenty of money in the bank or, Mm. you know, or whatever you've come from, sometimes you can then think, oh, well, I... I don't want to have to struggle for this. Or if you, uh, you know, I've heard people say, I don't want my children to want for anything um, because mm, I did. Yeah. And so there's a real natural yeah. thing in that that you can totally understand. And, you know, it's, it's a real tension, this one, which I think is hopefully why well, we'll have yeah. an interesting discussion because on the one hand, do you think there's something in us that wants that? But I mm. sort of, when I've been thinking about this, I've been thinking the Bible does not allow me to have it. Mm. so um Jesus didn't say that I was going to have a comfortable life so then there's that real wrestle and tension with like what element of comfort is okay what element of comfort is not okay yeah you know and what it looks like for each different person like what God might speak to me about in terms of a problem with comfort that's in my heart um as an idol is not something that he might speak to someone else about so it's not like there's a oh this this is what he says and we should all stick to it. Like it's, it's the general principle of it, isn't it? Which is why it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's interesting as well is like you say, it's, it's very individual and specific to people and households, isn't it? And so you cannot tell 
to or not it's an issue for because you might come across somebody who has got an absolutely huge beautiful home with like money in the bank to spare like wealth upon wealth who it comfort it it's just not an idol for mm. they've got all these things but it's not an idol they could like let it go if they had to let it go um or likewise you could meet somebody who lives in like horrible damp molding bedsit um who spends the majority of their time wishing like and striving for and throwing all resources into like comfort and a notion of comfort that it just feels like they will never achieve mm. like you just can't tell who's what's got what, who's heart mm. by what they have or what they don't yeah. have and I do think like we like we did with um our other podcast when we were talking about peace and when we started that and said actually it's just worth noting we aren't at war in this country like you've said as well it is really worth noting just how much we have in this country yeah. compared to the rest of the world it's really struck home to me recently because I've just met a few different people who so we've got a couple um who've just moved in down the road who've moved from Nigeria and they've moved over here and they're studying it's not like they're not you know they're not poor yeah by any means I'm not saying that but even still so even still I mean over here and seeing like they're just blown away by the education system yeah. you know, speak to someone else in this country who's been there a long time it's, it's broken the education <laughs> yeah. system's broken like they cannot get over the NHS and mm. again you speak to someone who's lived here a long time right the NHS is in dire state and it's just interesting, isn't it? Our perspective yeah. and just the love and just the fact, like, you know, they just note the roads, like it's good roads, good pavement, mm. like the bus service, the shops you can go to, the fact that electricity, you can turn it on and off when you want. Yeah. There's no, I mean, who knows what will happen with that <laughs> in the upcoming months and stuff. <laughs> but um, it's just such a different perspective, isn't it? And you know, John was chatting to someone we know from Pakistan the other day and just the violence yeah. and the lawlessness that they were talking about towards different people in society and the very real discrimination. And when you're talking about discrimination, you're talking about like horrendous violence and threat to life. And you're just like, wow. Yeah. We've got no idea how, because it's what we used to. It's what we've like lived in, grown up with, but it is really worth trying to make that point from the outset, isn't it? We live in such a comfortable country compared to the majority Mm. of the rest of the world. Yeah. (laughs) And yet it's funny, isn't it? Because we sit with that and we know that and we know that truth. And then we carry on. We carry on wanting to acquire our comfort in whatever ways we do. So it it definitely feels like it needs the spirit of God, as with all these things, to convict us and to be like... So here's where it's a thing for you. (laughs) Um, Here's where, like, the rubber hits the road for you. Here's where I'm putting my finger on comfort, like the idol of comfort in you. Because I don't think any of us like to think that we put anything above Jesus. But if he asks us to let go of something or to not do something or this, that and the next thing, and then we suddenly find ourselves going, oh... Do we have to do that, Jesus? <laughs> like, you know, then you start to go, oh, maybe, 
maybe there's something here where I, I find it hard to let go of this. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask you right from the outset, just being totally direct, I guess, what is there an area of comfort for you that you find the harder one to like lay down or that you find Jesus puts his finger on with you in terms of comfort? Well, I feel like I've been on a bit of a journey with like comfort and the idea of comforts. And I'd, I think like I can be quite reckless so I, <laughs> as a personality. <laughs> so I think I think I've learned a lot there too. But I think, um, you know, I veered towards I'd like I like the adventure. I like the risk. I quite I like that. Um so comfort, where I think it is, I think more comfort has challenged, like got me over the years by this notion of, and I've told myself it, not like other people have told me this, that like, oh, like I'm reaching this certain age, I probably, I should probably be earning this sort of money by now. And like I'm reaching this sort of age, like really, I should probably have this sort of house by now Mm. um so I suppose wage and house have been things that I have like I mean I've we've spoken about them on other podcasts as well haven't we like I think they're probably the areas that have really I've battled with over the years like my own sense of expectation of and and not even just in it not even I'm not talking just about something to aim to. I think I've for many years just sort of lived with this expectation of myself of I should have achieved mm. this sort of level yeah. of, you know, what looks like comfort. Um, but I do, th- I do think like that has changed quite a lot over the last year. And I think like as I've kind of just dug into Jesus a little bit more, those things become less significant, don't they? And you kind of what matters changes quite a lot the more you cleave to Jesus but yeah definitely in the past those things have held my heart more than they should have and when they hold your heart more than they should have I think they really impact one your gratitude it's Mm. interesting isn't it that I don't think the abundance of possessions increases your thankfulness or your gratitude I think that's a different heart attitude isn't it um Mm that is sourced elsewhere of possessions but also so I don't think it, it doesn't do that but also I th- I've totally forgotten what I was going to say Joy because now I'm just thinking about thankfulness <laughs> it's fun it will come to me in a moment but yeah now I'm caught up in thankfulness and how that is not <laughs> well, found in the yeah. abundance of possessions what it's are you true. no it's really true that um well, I can talk if you want about where comfort for yeah. me, where God puts his finger on comfort. Yeah, um, go on. And I agree like you, it's sort of, you go on a journey with it, don't you? So there are things that wouldn't have been an issue for me like 10 years ago, but now are things that God's definitely speaking to me about. So for me, comfort where the spirit of God convicts me is in not acquiring possessions and mm. not spending time and energy on doing stuff to my house um (laughs) and so I speak as someone that has been able to do stuff to my house before and God has like allowed us to do that very graciously I guess I'm talking about the constant attention put on like 
or just do this to my house or just do that to my house or yeah. just paint this thing here yeah. or just and all of this stuff I guess what we're talking about is on it like in and of itself is not a problem it's always and this is what Jesus is always getting at isn't it it's always the heart behind it um yeah. and the uh, yeah. acquisition of like possessions I was just like, I'll just go out and get this or I'll just go out and get that or I'll buy this or I'll buy that and um and actually that's been made harder because um like as my as my husband's got a very good job so almost as money has increased it's been easier also to acquire more and do more stuff um but for me I have found God increasingly becoming um more direct in speaking to me about this um so what that looks like to me is and we've talked about hearing the voice of god before but what that looks like to me is i go into a shop and i'm looking at something and i just hear god say to me no joy um i want to buy something it's like no you don't or, or my not my favorite thing but he does this a lot is do you need that and now I frequently go, I don't need it, Jesus, but I would like it. <laughs> and um, he does that a lot with me. And there's been a few things I've wanted to buy for my home or do to my home. Um, and I've just heard him go, no. So why do you think he said no at those times? What's he doing? Um, I think he said no quite rightly, I should say, because um, I don't need those things. And also because there's always something at the root of it with comfort, isn't there? Like we're talking about like whether it, whatever it is. But for me, it, it's just so easy to think, oh, I like this, so I want to buy it or I need this or, um, and I'm generally not doing it because of this, but you can also get into co- comparison, like mm. other people have this or other people have done that or other people have, you know, because our age particularly, I think, yeah. well, I see it around me a lot of people doing lots of stuff and changing their houses. And so you can spend time with a lot of people and they're, oh, this person's doing this and this person's doing that. And then you can find yourself thinking, oh, I want to do that. or I want to do this. And as I say, I think it's not the thing in and of itself. It's, I think the reason why Jesus has said no to me is because it's always about the time and energy and mm. focus and money that you're putting into all yeah. of these things all of the time, whatever it is. So whether it's like yeah. building up a nest egg for yourself to have that comfort of like, or like mine, you know, doing stuff to your house or it's always the, what are you using your time and your energy for? Um, and I just found myself thinking, yeah, I don't, I don't need this stuff. Like, why am I, why am I buying? Like, what's, what is going on there? And sometimes I don't really know, but I think it's enough of just like, what is this about? Yeah. Like, this can't come with me. Why, why do I want to build this up? Why do I want this comfort in this way? And what is it saying to those around me? If I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm always looking at like paint samples or always looking at this, all the rest of it. So I'm, I'm using that as an extreme, but I think there's something in that of like, is it so that I can sit in this whatever lap of luxury and just be like, oh, I've, I've got this wonderful place, like, or, or like show it off or yeah. like, you know what I mean? There's, I think there's lots of stuff in it, but I think 
it feels to me definitely a place of um, where you use your time and your energy and yeah. your money. Um, and that's a really important question because we increasingly have less time yeah. and less money. Um, and, and what is my energy yeah. going into? Do you think part of the saying no as well is that it's almost like um, keeping in check or breaking like that habit of, because how much that you can feed that habit, can't you? Of, you know, you keep buying, yeah. then it's it's never actually ending. There's the, another thing to get. There's another room to decorate. There's another like extension that could be done. Yeah, like, it, it is absolutely. Actually yeah. Like maybe this comfort that we're talking about is actually a bottomless pit that you mm, never reach the is. end of. There's always something else to be attained or achieved or had next um but it lures you in down that rabbit hole i remember this is a bit by the by but i've just remembered it um tear fund it means me and my husband met on a tear fund gap year actually and so then i followed them ever since but um i remember when they did i can't remember which campaign it was but they had a suggestion for like a different thing to do each day i think it i can't remember what it was about but one of them was about for at least one day in a week, maybe two days, don't spend any money. Um, and I was just like, oh, mm. that's quite, that's a really good challenge. And at the time, I remember mm. it being a bit tricky, actually, as well, because even just in, you're in that habit of like, oh, just go and get milk or go and buy this or whatever. Like, um, But I was just like, it is interesting how you do kind of, you need to break that monster within that, is telling you you need this you need this you need this you kind of need to like rein it back and don't don't feed mm. it don't feed it with like unnecessary purchases or <laughs> yeah 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 but our whole culture yeah says be yeah, comfortable yeah. store yeah. up your possessions yeah. store up your money i mean you like adverts on the tv yeah. social media targeted yeah. adverts and you know it's all these things isn't it that we all can easily yeah. buy into and whether we feel like it or not um because actually I was thinking for me because of uh, feeling like God says to me no each time I don't bother going shopping anymore <laughs> for a long time I've just been like what is the point of this because um but actually it's really good and I think that um I a long time ago now, I remember praying a prayer to God and saying, you know, God, I don't want to be a lukewarm mm. Christian. I want to be a Christian that is really on fire for you, that is led by you, that that takes risks for you, mm. all this sort of thing. And and by lukewarm Christian, I guess I just mean I, I say the stuff, but it doesn't mm. really filter yeah. out of my life. And I just didn't want to be like that. And actually... When God has spoken to me about not storing up comfort or acquiring all this comfort all the time, I felt like him say to me, Joy, this is part of me answering mm, your prayer mm. um, about not being a mm. lukewarm Christian. Because all of those things ultimately, as with a lot of this stuff, mm. distracts you. And it takes your time and your energy and your effort. And I just don't want to be spending my time and my life on stuff like that like what does it what does it mean yeah. in the end and so that's what comfort looks like to me I guess it will look different things to different people because there is also the thing that I see in Christian circles of people not taking yeah, risks definitely 
um, which I struggle with. with the, that's an area where I don't struggle because I'm like, oh, I quite like taking risks and going on the adventure. <laughs> and if Jesus asked me to do something that I'm a bit like, oh, really? Yeah. I do it. But I see that, I guess, in other people sometimes of... I was in a situation recently where I was asking someone to do something and they went, oh, no, oh, no, I'd be much too scared about that. No, 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 yeah. I'm not going to do it. I was a bit like, oh, I totally understand it. And I've been there and I've done that. Um, but I was like, I said, oh, do you not want to pray about it? Is <laughs> anything else to say on it? Um, and, um, and she went, no, 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 I just don't want to do it. And I was thinking, oh, like, I, you know, that's an area that I, I, I wouldn't be the same in. Um, but for other people, I know it can be that place of being like, I don't want to do anything that is going to push me out of my comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, definitely. I think this. I think um, there's a lot to be said about risk, isn't there? But before and before we do, I just thought it's just worth saying, isn't it? Like it, it is really about like what is your treasure? Like what do you? What is your treasure in life? Yeah. And like you pretty much paraphrased it but what good is it for a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul like we can't take any of this stuff or anything with us and what is the real treasure in life it's Jesus isn't it it's having Jesus not what we can buy yeah. not what we can produce but having and knowing yeah. Jesus and so like yeah they're moving on to talking about like risk like can you really have and know Jesus if you don't ever do anything that's uncomfortable or out of your comfort zone? Because mm, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't think that Jesus comfortably yeah. sits on my sofa. <laughs> um, yeah, every yeah. day, all day, unwilling to leave the house and try new things. That's very much not who he is, mm. is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, like. That Jesus, so society says, be comfortable, do things that are easy, store up possessions, all the rest of it. And Jesus says, take up yeah, your cross and follow yeah. me. And that is just like a mic drop, isn't it? Because you just think, Jesus says that and walks off and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. how do we do that? Um, and taking up your cross and following him is, well, there's following him in that. So that's doing what he asks you to do. And doing what he asks you to do, I mean, in my experience, and it sounds like in yours as well, that that means he asks you to do stuff that you would think, yeah. oh, yeah. Jesus, that feels that feels a bit risky. And when we say risky, we're not meaning dangerous. Sometimes. We're meaning risky. Well, Can't even cancel we're, that uh, one out. Okay, well, not in my experience. <laughs> okay, but we're, I'm meaning, okay, I'm meaning risky. Goodness. I don't know what you're going to say he's asked you to do. Um, but I guess I'm meaning risky in terms of risking maybe your reputation, yeah. risking what people may think of you, risking whether you're going to be any yeah. good at it, um, risking yeah. your pride, um, just, yeah, risking failure, which is yeah. a really, really big one. And, and so I think that, um, so that's following him and then taking up your cross. I mean, in no way does that sound no, comfortable at all. No, but then I just think how much I think we can sort of talk about or like look at other people who have sort of been quite inspirational and kind of look at maybe their successes or their journey, but not and want that, but not want 
what they yeah, risked or what they endured yeah. to get. And I think Paul yeah. is quite a good example of that, like biblically, how mm. I think, you know, he's one of the great risk takers in the Bible and in his yeah. pursuit of Jesus, in his desire to follow Jesus, his health was affected, his finances were, his life was threatened. Yeah. And I just think like, you know, if you if you maybe like asked someone, or if someone asked me, you know, oh, would you like to have this life with Jesus, this walk with Jesus, then maybe be like, yeah, yeah, I want the adventure. I want the like, I want the story. I want to go where he goes. And then someone might say like, oh, well, do you want to sleep? outside tonight no <laughs> and that's yeah, not yeah. even that extreme <laughs> but <laughs> I just think like you know how do how do you people have these great stories because they risked a lot like and also a bit well yeah and mostly because they have a great god that's why they've got a great story yeah. but there it they don't ever come about from easy scenarios, do they? And I just want no. to read this bit as well, no, just no, no. before I forget it. But this, because while we're talking about Paul, I just think this bit is absolutely brilliant in terms of comfort and kind of just what matters and what, what are we living for? What is this about? And so he says, um, not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So this is a guy who's had a lot of yeah. really lovely, lavish stuff but has also faced hunger and mm. pain. And his life yeah. lesson from that, which he's saying to us, is it's neither here nor there. The secret to contentment, mm. the secret of like a wonderful life is having Jesus um, and knowing that with Jesus, Absolutely. you can yeah. do anything, even if it looks risky and terrifying. With Jesus, all things are possible. So then not letting terrifying things and you know like your friend shared and then we've all got stories like that isn't it or oh, I don't want to do it but not letting mm. that stop what could be a wonderful story that's so sad isn't it I know yeah because we've talked in a previous podcast about like Jesus encouraging Peter yeah. to walk to him on the water and Peter gets a bad rep because obviously it doesn't go well, but he's still the only yeah, one that gets out of that yeah. boat and gives it a try. Like all those other disciples are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. not doing that. And um, and I've always just felt like I I wanted to yeah. be a risk taker. But then the problem is like for Jesus, the problem is you you do find yourself then thinking, oh, what if he asked me to do this <laughs> thing? <laughs> what if he asked me to do that thing? And in the end, I think you just have to go, you I think it starts out by you saying yes to him yeah. in the little things yeah. and they build up you know and and I think it's just starting to follow him and listen to his voice like we've talked about before and doing what he's asking you to do and that he helps you with it um but I do find it very interesting that he, he sometimes he does really leave that ball in yeah. your court of like whether you choose to be someone that 
goes, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. And I know that might not be comfortable. And I know there might be points where I'm like, this was a bad (laughs) idea. But I still really want to follow you in my heart. And I'm going to do that. I just, I don't want to be someone that misses out. Like, we talk about FOMO a lot, don't we? Like, fear of missing out. And for me, I think this is a really big one in the Christian life of, like, I do not want to get to heaven feeling like I missed out. Um, And there was a preacher that I listened to, and he was quite a hard-hitting preacher. And he said, when was the last time you did something that if God didn't come through, you would be absolutely stuck? yeah. And what, he was saying it because he was like, we need to be people that God can accomplish his purposes through and that are willing to take the risks that he's asking us yeah. to take, which sometimes means we're sitting there going, God, if you do not come through here, which he always does, he always comes through, but if you do not come through here, I've taken a risk in such a way and stepped out in faith in such a way that I am absolutely stuck. Like, I can't yeah. walk this back. And it really, and that really stuck with me because I just thought that, man, that is taking a risk. And he'd done it as well. He was also speaking as a person yeah. that had done this. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And so comfort doesn't look appealing no, at all to I me know, there. I know, but then I find myself, and maybe it's a personality thing thrown in the mix, sort of feeling just because it's risky doesn't necessarily mean, therefore, that that's the thing to do or that that's the good thing either as well. And I think sometimes, like, I can veer towards that as well of just out of boredom or, like, or kind of, like, or just wanting a change or kind of wanting something to happen and almost sort of forcing a shift or a change. And then I think... That is not necessarily like right or good, is it? And actually, sometimes I think that can then lead to people's real disappointment. And I know we've spoken about disappointment before as well, isn't it? Where Mm. it's not really kind of about following Jesus. It's about wanting something to happen. And then maybe you even take a risk in that. And then maybe it doesn't go to plan whatever you're left with dealing with disappointment. That's really hard too, isn't it? So it's really hard. I think it comes back a lot again to discerning where is he leading? And I know we've talked about that before, haven't we? Like, where is he leading me? What is he saying to me? If he's saying something to me here that doesn't feel comfortable I'm not going to discard it because of that. That's a rubbish reason. I can't, I'm not going to place comfort higher than his calling and his voice. But likewise, I'm not going to kind of like (laughs) wade in with like, like what's next then Jesus, what are we going to, what we can do that's really crazy next week. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because he is, he is actually also, he's careful. He's careful with our lives. He's careful with his world. Yeah. Um, And I think, we're having this sort of conversation we're having, aren't we? Because we're certain personalities. And I think if it was other personalities, it'd be a slightly different conversation. So I feel like, yeah, I'm up for a bit of risk. I'm up for that, quite like that. But yeah. for me, I feel like have to be quite careful of, is this really what Jesus is asking of me? Or is this being a little bit careless? Mm. Yeah, it's got to be ordained by God, isn't it? Like whatever, wherever this is coming from also, it's got to be his voice speaking to you and guiding you. Because what I talked about of God saying no to me in certain situations, he he might not be doing to other people. And he hasn't always done it to me, actually. It's just at key points. 
um, along the way. It hasn't been, as I say, it hasn't been all the time, but it, but it has been enough for me to go, yeah, what, what is going on in my heart there? Like what, if also because sometimes it raises like dissatisfaction and lack of like you were saying lack of gratitude of like I'm acquiring something so I don't I feel like I'm lacking and then you have to come back to that place of like hang on a minute look at what I've got like look at what I um look at what God's given me um but I also think with like comfort in terms of not taking a risk that that's also shows an element of like distrust oh, in God yeah. that you'd go well, well well God if if I follow you this is not going to go well and you're not going to look after me and you're not going to protect me and this is not going to be good for my good and all of that so I think that's why like seeking comfort does often expose more yeah. root issues and they're the things that God's wanting to get to it's not about the it's not always about the risk itself or it's not always about the on the yeah. surface thing it's often about what what is going yeah, on in my heart love here most here because is is it going to stop you because actually you're more concerned with like just the ease of this situation or like how people perceive you in this situation so you're not prepared to make a public mistake or whatever because that would what do you I love know, most yeah. do you want him most do yeah. you want to follow him have him know him most or is there something else that has your heart and I think you know the reality for all of us is there's loads of things that have our hearts other than him isn't there and so he just gently yeah gently puts his fingers on different ones at different times doesn't he because even I'm just aware like you know I've just shared then about quite like risk or whatever but even within that there's things that I'm more comfortable with than other things being risky like even within that broad spectrum of personalities, like I'd prefer it to risk this area, Jesus, than this area. Like I'd prefer it if you kind of like risked what might happen today and who I might meet than you risked my kids not having (laughs) it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's conditions within it. We're (laughs) such fickle beings, aren't we? But it's just, it's just... I think it does just it's that treasure isn't it what what matters most to us what do we love most what do we want most in life and really when you talk about it think about it like are we saying the biggest best thing we think we can achieve in life is ease (laughs) oh what a miserable thing to live for (laughs) I know I know definitely yeah I mean I really want to chase after everything that Jesus has for me and I don't Mm. want to be distracted and I don't want to be thrown off by other things that are not important. And um, in the grand scheme of things, because we are only yeah. here for a short amount of yeah. time and there are people out there who yeah. need to know about Jesus. And I know that's always going to be true. So we could also feed into that Christian guilt thing of like, if I'm not out there 24-7 telling doing? everyone about Jesus, yeah, then what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. But sure. But, um, but I do also think I just... I want to be someone that's sold out for Jesus. I want to be someone that really seeks him with all my heart and tries to follow him. And I was reading a book recently about a really good book. um, And a couple were saying that they um, were at university with this, with this guy who was really going for it with Jesus and was really excited about Jesus, really passionate about Jesus. And then they met up with him, like sort of, I think it's about 15 Mm. years later 
And the guy was saying in his book how when he met up with his friend, who has been a really passionate Christian at uni, he said, oh, you're still really passionate. He was still um, talking to me really passionately. But this time it was about his patio. (laughs) Not about Jesus. Oh, I laugh. And he was just like, laugh. Can you? Sad. Yeah. And and he was like, what had happened? What happened to this friend of mine who was so passionately going for it with Jesus and was like seeking Jesus with all of his heart and was sharing Jesus with people and then and then after this period of time was still really passionate, but it was about all the home improvements he was making and. He, he wasn't sitting there judgmentally. I think he was just going, wow, this is, this so easily yeah. blows us off course. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, and I think that feels, I think that feels scary to me because I, I know a while back when, when things were difficult and I sort of was saying to God, at one point I just found myself praying something that's just sort of came out of me. And I found myself going, God, I just, I want you to make it easy, mm-hmm. God. And I, this, these words came out of my mouth and I found myself going, <gasps> and I almost felt like in that moment, the conviction yeah. of the spirit in me of going, I just felt that question come into my mind of joy. What yeah. are you asking? And I, and I just sort of said, I'm really yeah. sorry, God. I didn't mean yeah. to pray that, but it just sort of came out of me. So that's sort of, but I was like, I don't, I, I guess I was saying, I just want it to feel a bit yeah. more manageable than it feels now, which was yeah. still okay because life at that time was feeling really full on. But it was, I'd said, I yeah. want it to be easy. I want it to, I think I also said, I want it to be comfortable. And I just was so aware of the conviction of the spirit yeah. there of just going, what, yeah. what, are, you, what, what yeah. are you asking for? And I was like, I don't, do I, <clears throat> I don't think I do want that, but it just sort of. Good it came out, good it came out, out and then you can actually deal with it, isn't it? It's worse when we don't articulate these things or realise that they're there, isn't it? But I was just thinking about, mm. um, well, two things, that expression, nothing ventured, nothing gained, like it's just so true, isn't it? We want, if we want a dynamic story, we have going to have to, try out some stuff along the way aren't we but then it also I don't know if you've seen this have you seen um I think it's brilliant uh, like a Francis Chan sketch he does where he's he's quite he quite often does like um something physical or whatever to make his point demonstrate it and he's got this one particular sketch which I just is is one hilarious but also just makes such a brilliant point um so if you're listening, Google, and you're interested, Google Francis Chan gymnastics sketch. And so what it is, is like this balance beam. And he's talking about how maybe when we're new to faith, like we get up on this balance beam and there's this like world of opportunity before us. And we're excited about our journey that is beginning with Jesus. So we sort of move along the balance beam slightly and then in no time at all we're a bit like oh but there's this promotion at work and I'm just going to take this helmet and just put it on because you know I really don't want to lose this promotion at work because it's quite a lot of money and if I lost it I'd be earning less and that would affect my mortgage and da 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 and then you sort of go on a little bit more slowly and then you hit another milestone maybe it's with your kids and you're like oh, but my kids, I really want them to be able to experience this or this. I want them to be able to do this after school club or go on this holiday. And before you know it, you've got onto your knees on the balance beam 
to try and make it a little bit more stable and steady. And then you kind of like trying to go along, but you can't get very far. And then you, you know, you're like, oh, but what about retirement? And I really should be investing in a pension because that is what's sensible and wise at this moment. And so that, you know, you can see him by this point, he's like, hugging Mm. the balance beam like lying on top of it and then he talks about the fact that you know then your next step is kind of please jesus just let me die in my sleep let me like not suffer i just i just want to go gently i know and then and so then obviously that sort of marks the end of the life and then he does this things where he's like and then it's like we do die, we get to heaven. It's like we suddenly stand up and jump off the balance beam and throw our arms in the air like a gymnast does at the end of a routine. And and Jesus is like, well, what was the routine? All you, all you did was clung to the beam, trying to remain as safe as possible. And then, you know, you've stood at the end as though, oh, what do you think out of 10? What would you give it? Um and obviously, you know, we're we're covered by his grace. So actually we get gifted Jesus's routine, which is all singing, all dancing. No gymnast in the world can do a better job than he does. And that is given to us. But I just think it makes an excellent point of like, what are we, what disables us from really going for it in life? What stops yeah. us from pressing into all that Jesus has from us? And it's the cares of this world, isn't it? And it's this notion of comfort yeah. that weigh us down, that make us more risk averse and prevent us from this yeah. dynamic routine of enjoying all that he has for us. Oh, you've, have, if you've not seen it, I've mm. done a re, like not very good job of describing what is really oh, it's great. Brilliant. It sounds fab. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that it's so, oh, it's so convicting, yeah. isn't it? Of of how we live our life. That's the question, isn't it? That we're left with of like, what? Where yeah, is your treasure? Yeah. Because that's where yeah. your heart will be. Yeah. Also, um, and. You know, thinking, I guess for some people listening, they might not have their treasure in the same place as we do, but that Jesus, the the other thing is, is that Jesus doesn't necessarily, if we have a problem with money, Jesus doesn't always say, well, give all your money away then. You know, we can always go to, we can often go to extremes and say, oh, well, I struggle with this. So therefore, what Jesus probably wants me to do is get rid of everything. You know, so like, oh, I'm always renovating my house. So maybe the right thing for me to do is to not own a house. You know, like we can... So as Christians, we can really swing on the pendulum of like, well, we have to now go to the other extreme because obviously that's what God wants. And, and I think I've learned that there's like, well, sometimes, I mean, Jesus did ask the rich young ruler to sell all his possessions and he knew, um, but you know, I think there's also a space within it. And I guess it's just following God's voice on it as with all of these things, isn't it? Of just, he teaches you within it, um, it's not always a case of just going, oh, I must go to the other extreme now. But it's like, for example, with me, it's not saying to me you can't no, ever buy yeah. anything. But it's just actually for me now what happens is I go into a shop and I go, um, can I buy la 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 la, which might sound extreme. But I think, do you know what? I want to yeah. follow Jesus. So if he's happy for me to buy this and and I like and I often will hear him say, yeah or no, um, then I'll follow him because I think it's not worth it. It's just not worth using my time and energy for stuff that yeah, Jesus is not in. Yeah. I, I think that's the conclusion I've generally come to is I want to follow where he leads. 
So if he's saying no or he's putting his finger on something or he's, uh, you know, he's uh, convicting me in certain areas, particularly within comfort, I, I want to listen to that yeah. as hard as it is because I just think I don't yeah. want to be distracted. Yeah, definitely. I don't really know what to say following that because I agree with that. <laughs> Cool. Well, maybe that's the place to end. But um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you find that helpful. And and, uh, we'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics, please email questions at thenotsoperfectchristianlife.com.